Hello and welcome back to the Double Take Podcast with Jess and Jenny, where we talk about all things TV. Today is just a quick check-in episode because I haven't talked in a while. How are you doing, Jess? Yeah. You're the one who's been on vacation for eight days. How are you doing? <laughs> I wouldn't call it a vacation necessarily. I was still working. I was just working remotely for some of oh, That sounds like a bummer. Although you were in Mexico, so less of a bummer than working from normal home. And yeah. Also, the the time difference, although not so big, allowed me to essentially work like early in the morning. And then by noon, I was ready to just like do fun stuff. Ah, yes. The normal <laughs> end of the workday, 2 p.m. <laughs> I did get up at like five and start working. So 7 a.m. Oh, uh, Eastern time. And then I meet like 7 a.m. to 2 p.m., which again, like, I don't know, whatever. It was fun. Were you all working? Uh, Like half of us were. Interesting. It does feel like you could have just taken off. It does feel that way now, now after the fact. Um, but it turned out fine. It was kind of fun to like go to a cafe and work from a cafe in Mexico City. Um, but yeah, maybe would have been a better experience if they just taken off. But it was still it was still a good time. Um, that being said, I did not have a great chance to watch things because we were doing activities. So yeah, I figured my only, yeah, TV slash movie watching was done basically on planes. Some of the best watching I've ever done has been on planes. I feel like it's just like good, solid, uninterrupted time. I I waffle between books and TV shows or movies because sometimes it's nice to just have that block to just read, like start a book, finish a book by the end of a flight. That's a good feeling. It's a great feeling. I feel like I always do it with books that I'm not making good progress on. Like it's a book where I'm like, the only way I will read this is if I sit here for four hours, nobody can speak to me. I can't do anything else anyway. And I'll just read the book. I have a book like that right now that I'm just like, I'm slowly making my way through. It's not even bad. It's just like, it's not gripping me. So I I have a flight tomorrow. So I was like, oh, good. I'll (laughs) I'll read it on the flight. I don't have anything to watch right now anyways, which is- the book. I have some questions for you, I think is the name of it. Got it. Never something very close to that. Uh, It's supposed to be like a mystery, murder mystery type thing, but like not a, not a thriller. Like it's about a girl who's reporting on a murder mystery or something like that. I will update you when I'm more than 25% through. Sounds good. Because that's where I am. But I don't, I don't, I was thinking about it and I was like, I could download stuff for the plane, but I don't think I have anything that I want to watch. So there's mm-hmm. a weird combo of like, I haven't really been watching much because like, I haven't, like stuff hasn't really been coming out that I like really want to see, but also there's just not that much coming out. Yeah. I mean, as we enter into September, there's a few more, um, there are a few more premieres. I mean, I know you're not excited about Wheel of Time. I'm excited to see what they do with the next season of Wheel of Time, but that is like, Maybe the only thing that I'm like, ooh, maybe that'll be good or at least fun to talk about. Sex Education. Otherwise, I've just been finding old shows. Oh, Sex Education. That's that's true. In like three weeks. So it's like not soon. Yeah, that's kind of a long time. But I feel like compared to other like other times, like this is a small list. Like there's like six things on our September like watch list. Uh, Last year, I'm pretty sure there were like 15. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Strike can't have helped with that. A couple of things I saw got either like shifted time of their release date, um, probably so that they were hoping their stars could promote it eventually. Um, more so with movies, but I'm, I, I've am i got to assume that's also affecting 
show release yeah. dates. Actually, right before this recording, I looked up the list because I was curious. Like I've seen things here and there about stuff getting delayed, especially movies. Dune 2 was a big one. People were up in arms about that being delayed. But then I was like, it has to be. It feels like every single TV show that would have come out is delayed in some way. Like that has to be true. And I looked it up and it is basically true. Like every show you can name, they've they've announced in some way or another, like either the writing is suspended or if production was already happening, production suspended, or if it was supposed to come out this fall, it's pushed like indefinitely, like there's not a new release date. Or if yeah. it was supposed to come out like in the next few weeks, a few of those got pushed too. Like rap shit season two mm-hmm. got pushed. And there was another one, Murder at the End of the World, which is an FX show that I don't I don't know that much about, although I had it on the list on our show radar and I had to push the date because they pushed it back like three months. I'm, I think they're hoping, I'm assuming the ones that got pushed that already had specific dates are because they want to be able to promote, they want the actors to be able to promote it. That's yeah, what I'm assuming. That's, that, that's the only, that's the most likely um, scenario. Did you see that they, that Amazon um, pulled I, I think all of the promised new truncated season of um, League of League of Their Own. Yeah, and they blamed the strike, but I mm, it's feeling suspicious. I mean, even if they are blaming the strike, like boo, <laughs> that's major boo. But like they already gave it five episodes, which is like barely a second season. Yeah, it feels like they're using the strike. I don't know. The strike's a scapegoat here. Yep. Yeah, that's a I don't bummer. think they want, like, they just didn't, I don't think they thought it was worth the money to make even the five episodes. And I'm assuming they just like took that opportunity because it's not an expensive show to make. So to say like, oh, well, production being delayed, like the the costs ballooned, like there's no special effects. No. That's, I mean, that's not what they said, but I just, they don't have a good defense. They did the same thing to the, the peripheral. I don't know why that's hard to say. Cause I always <laughs> want to call it just peripheral. peripheral. Yeah. It's the peripheral and that's. That's painful. But anyway, they canceled that also. They had renewed it for a second season, like a normal length second season, but then they blamed the strike on canceling it altogether. Nothing is safe. Things that were confirmed are now being pulled. It doesn't feel like that one. I didn't really understand why they renewed it in the first place. So I Mm -hmm. guess I was not so surprised, especially because I think that one is expensive to make. But don't worry, they're still making Citadel season two. (laughs) Sorry. It, no, it's it's the right reaction. I didn't even get past episode two. If we're being, yeah. I actually didn't friend. either. I was like, this is a good treadmill show. And then I stopped watching it because I ended my treadmill session. And then I never mm-hmm. felt compelled to pick it back up. So that's my, that's my truth. It was delayed <laughs> to late 2024, early 2025, apparently. So that's quite the delay. That's kind of how everything on this list, like, is looking stuff that was supposed to come out this fall, but like hadn't had a date yet. Mm. Some of them say production delayed indefinitely, which is just like, they're not even trying to put a date on it. Some of them say uh, like the premiere was delayed to 2024, which to me just reads as like, they're hoping it comes out in 2024, but they haven't finished it. And they can't tell us when it's going to come out. Like the white Lotus season three. I didn't even hear that they were filming that yet. So that feels wrong. If there's anything you and I love, it's uncertainty. We just really thrive on not knowing when we're so good at that. Control <laughs> freaks never, not Ooh. us. Yeah, I have. I mean, the my like saving grace, uh, aside from reading and watching the occasional plain movie, has been a few old shows. I think I yeah I told you about this already today, but I will repeat for the benefit of the podcast. Um, 
we got a little comment on one of our recent newsletters. <laughs> this is convoluted. Maybe we should figure out a better way for people. We do. People can write in by email, but maybe it was easier for them to comment directly on the newsletter on our Substack. Um, but someone commented on our newsletter about a recent podcast about we were talking about um, Australian shows, and you were making fun of me for liking Australian shows more than, <laughs> more than anything else. I don't think I made fun of you. Did I? I Just mean, I know. I'm. I would make fun of you. I'm just saying in manner. this podcast episode, I don't know if I did, but I would. Okay. So I wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but essentially just asking, because I think you had mentioned, please like me again. And I had said, yeah, that's one of my favorite Australian comedies. And they'd asked if I had others, or maybe I mentioned that I had a couple of others. And one that I had seen a few episodes of, but never seen to the end because I sort of forgot about it. I watched all of season one on the plane home. Uh, it's called Frayed. And I had a blast. I'm very excited. I'm almost now through season two. I'm hoping to finish by tonight so that I can write a review about it in next uh, newsletter tomorrow. But yeah, that's been really fun. Finding like sort of hidden gem shows that I had either seen an episode of or had heard of um, and revisiting those. So that's like one benefit of this lull. I mean, I think that's what we're going to have to do potentially for the next like year if we're going to keep talking about television it's gonna all be old tv because there's like just nothing it, yeah we can't maintain our normal cadence with the darth of things that are coming out i do like the chance to watch old stuff and to find like hidden gems but i am struggling like, yes. today i was like oh i'll pick an old show and i spent 30 minutes trying to figure out what to pick and then i gave up which is Ooh. i assume most people's problem anytime they go to pick a show at all but I don't normally experience this struggle and I was really frustrated I might have um an Australian show for you that I have not seen but I was reading about it and I was like huh this seems like first of all it has Jenna Coleman in it which we were just recently talking about Jenna Coleman I do like her in something you were like there's a new thriller coming out oh I can talk about that and yeah. once we get to the talking about what we're talking about portion but continue well, we could, we could talk about it now. We're talking, talking about, about what we're talking about. I didn't mean to say <laughs> it that stupidly. The talking about what TV we've watched portion. Once you're done talking about Fraid slash okay. whatever tangent you're on now, then I'll then I'll go back to Jenna Coleman. Got it. Um, I, I'm. I mean, maybe you should say it now because I'm scrolling through. Okay, I will. My so, list. There's a new show coming next month to Prime Prime Video, September fifteenth, called Wilderness, and. The way that I found out about this show was bizarre. So I have a, like a screeners app. Prime just like drops in new shows into so that I can watch them and review them ahead of time. This is for people listening who are like, what, what is that? That's that's how all journalists, that's how you see reviews for TV shows and movies, like the day they come out, even if like a whole show isn't out, like journalists, critics, they get the shows ahead of time. They're called the screeners. So anyway- I've got the screeners app. They drop in these shows. Sometimes they email me when a show gets dropped in, but I was going to look for something else. I think it was The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart, which is the show that I ended up actually watching and reviewing for tomorrow. But there was a show called Wilderness in there. And I was like, I've literally never heard of this. They didn't email me. It was just in there. I clicked on it and it was, yeah, it was Jenna Coleman and the guy from Surface. I can't remember his name. And then two hours later, I go on Instagram and there's a trailer for the show and it has, look what you made me do, Taylor's version, playing. And I was like, what is going on? Because it's the debut of, look what you made me do, Taylor's version. 
I don't, it's really hard to say, look what you made me do. I'm having trouble (laughs) saying that. So it was the debut of that, which, you know, all of the, well, I assume, you know, all of the Taylor's version albums Mm -hmm. getting released. It's always a big thing when a new song gets like Taylor's versionized, versionified. (laughs) It's a big big thing. So this being on a show that like no one had ever heard of, including me who like would, if, if somebody I know is going to know about a show ahead of time, it would probably be me or you. I'd never heard of it. I was flabbergasted. And so then I was like, well, I have to check this out. So then I went back to the screeners app and I started watching it. And I'm not allowed to like say anything about it because the embargo doesn't end for a while. But like, I'm excited to talk about it later. That's what I'll say. Oh, nice. That's good. That's good news. Yeah. Yeah. Like in general, positive vibes. Cool. I feel like that's okay with the embargo. Being excited about a thing is is all right. Nice. Um, okay, that gave me just enough time to find the actual name of the show and where it is. So um, it's called The Cry, and it was made in 2018. I think there's only one season. It's on Prime and AMC Plus, which I don't think you have AMC Plus, but you do have Prime. So, um, yeah, but is it doing that thing where it's like it's on Prime, but really that means you can buy it? It could be because if it it's on AMC say, Plus, I feel like it wouldn't like also be Prime. on Prime. In some of these lists, though, usually it'll be like Prime, like plus AMC, like you know you need the thing. I don't know. It's, you're right. It's possible. It's gaslighting us. Um, but this is the, and therefore you might be gaslighting me just by extension by accident. I don't know if an accidental gaslighting is that if it's unintentional, I think he has a new term. It's not gaslighting anymore. (laughs) It's just unintentionally misdirecting. I feel like our ADHD is showing. Do you want to remind people where we are, where we are in this conversation? This is yeah. the Australian show that you want me to watch. Is that an correct? Australian British show that I have on my list. Yeah, it's definitely more of a, it seems like a jazz show to me. Um, it's okay. Glasgow school teacher, Joanna Lindsay, played by Jenna Coleman, who, if you don't know, was in Doctor Who and also Victoria, which was another TV show about Queen Victoria, whatever, has an affair with an Australian political spin doctor, Alistair Robinson. When they're caught by Alistair's wife, uh, Alexandra, and daughter Chloe, who is played by Markella Kavanaugh, I don't know if you know who that is, I I didn't, Um, a disgusted Alexandra returns to Australia with Chloe. A few years later, Alistair and Joanna arrive in Australia with their baby, Noah. Joanna is overwhelmed and sleep-deprived, unable to cope with Noah's incessant crying, hence the series title. Not long after arriving in Australia, Noah goes missing, unleashing a storm of police and media attention. The story unfolds through a series of flashbacks and flash-forwards, some of which are easier to follow than others. But bear with it, because The Cry is an emotionally devastating psychological thriller full of big twists that start in second episode and continue until the show's last minutes. I just want you to know that I never hear you talk more quickly than when you're reading me the premise of a show. And it's always really scary. I'm like, I'm like, what was that? What was that part? What did she just say? Um, from what I gathered of the speed reading, it sounds potentially like something I would watch, but I don't know. Sometimes those like the psychological dramas or whatever, like look really good to me. And sometimes they look like, I don't know, kind of like predictable and like whatever. So I'd have to watch the trailer, but I'll keep you posted. That's fair. I think I, so knowing that one of the things that this person said was that the, like the biggest thing about this show is that the audience never knows exactly where the show is headed. And I feel like you like that. So it's sort of being like twists, but like, like twists in a direction you didn't expect. Um, okay. It's only a four part series also. So it's not super long. Anyway, I read that thought of you, um, part British, part Australian. So also in my wheelhouse, but maybe more your vibe. I will maybe check it out. 
normally I would jump all over, oh, it's only four parts, but also I just checked and it is, you have to buy it on Prime Video. So AMC Plus is the only place I can watch it. And I don't have that, but yeah, I don't know. I guess with like not having anything to watch right now, I kind of want, no, I kind of want to watch like Buffy. Uh, You could start Buffy. I kind of want to, but then, okay. So like the struggle I'm in right now is I could watch Buffy or whatever else, a old show, potentially lots of seasons, but then I will have nothing to talk about on our newsletter and podcast except Buffy for like six months because it will take me so long to watch that many episodes would you only want like one per, one or two per week still leaves you time to watch other shows yeah I guess if I get hooked on it I would have to like force myself to watch something else but if I particularly parcel it out then you're right I could watch something else I don't know it feels like sometimes I'm all my energy goes towards whatever I'm reviewing that week mm-hmm. like the lost flowers of Al's heart I mentioned I watched for this week Hey, that's like all I did the last three days oh, it was like, because it was seven hours and I didn't start it till Monday. Like I just needed to, like, that was all I had time for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just, uh, it's hard sometimes to fit it all in. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, you're still enjoying psych. I feel like that's oh, it's so positive. Fun. Yes. But then again, like I can't, like I haven't written about it for the newsletter. So I guess one day I could. Previously. Although I think I'm the last one to have watched that everyone else already knows how good it is and like I can't keep talking about it on the podcast because I can't talk about specifics and I've already said like oh I'm really enjoying it I don't know maybe we've got some Gen Z crowd who hasn't seen Psych or didn't see it when it was on you know you could you could be you could make um, Psych the new Suits in its resurgence you know how everyone and their mother is rewatching Suits or watching it for the first time yeah it is interesting because I can't figure out where I would have watched it that it didn't get this hype. Like it's getting this hype right now because it got put on Netflix and everyone has Netflix, but I, I binge watched all whatever seven seasons, like a few years ago on what like prime, like why wasn't it big there? Was it on prime? Maybe we watched it on like put locker. No. Cause it was not 10 years ago. It was like four. Uh, it was like eight years ago. Yeah. No, but I, like, <laughs> but I, I, once, I, once I, I too remember like, yeah, I did not watch it as it aired on TV. I watched it in a binge method. <laughs> Some right. Binge so method. where where would that have been? I could have sworn mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, like oh, I watched it in 2017. I just looked. So I was. Okay, what's what's that? Seven years ago? Six years ago? Do we have I a think database it of like have been where everything was streaming in 2017? No, I don't think that exists. <laughs> I don't think they market like that. But it I'm had to have it. been Hulu or prime i think those would have been the only two that i would have had that weren't netflix or was it on netflix or it would have been on yeah or it was on netflix went back and now everybody's watching it why is everyone watching it someone tell me explain it to me i feel like i don't mean maybe it was just you know maybe they added more seasons if it was originally on prime it's possible that it was just in the suggested like new seasons available on prime because you you know how they used to do they would buy like the first five seasons and if it was a seven season like if it was still airing they would only have a the first chunk so maybe they added more seasons i'm totally spitballing here added more seasons featured it on the front page and then people who hadn't seen it in a while were excited also um new people who hadn't seen it started watching and were like wow what is this brand of television that we haven't had in five to eight years that is just like serialized drama 
I don't know. It's a type of TV that I, that is uh, fun to watch and there isn't a ton of on right now. And so I could see how it could become appealing. It's filling a little bit of a void. I lied. I watched the first three seasons in 2015, then the (laughs) next two seasons in 2016 and season six in 2017, season seven in 2018. So I caught up at some point to the last like three seasons as they were airing. So was I watching those on USA? No, I mean, not a that's chance. like where they came out, right? No, but like, like I, I would bet it's like it's a USA show or it was like when it was airing. Yes, I, I would bet almost anything that you watched the seasons when they got dropped on some streaming platform. Like once season six or whatever, all the episodes were out on USA or maybe you watched them like as they got dropped onto Hulu. You know what's annoying? I've got this spreadsheet. That's how I the one, you know, the one where I read down on my TV mm-hmm. and when I watch it. And that's how I could see which seasons I watched in what year. But I never wrote where I watched it. And I didn't think that was Ooh. relevant, but maybe it is. Maybe I should start adding that as Nowadays, a piece of data. I would like that data point. I bet we could find out where it was. I, we have to know who had the rights to it. I'll... It had to be, I, I'm feeling like it was prime. I can't explain why. It's just a feeling. But anyway, I'll look it up one day. I'll get back I'm to push everyone. back against that. Cause I think I watched it and I don't think I had prime. So, uh, all right. Anyway, well, I was only like 50% sure. So I guess it's lower now. <laughs> my get my bet is for Hulu or for, um, Netflix. Anyway. Um, how did we get there? Do you feel like this is more ADHD than normal? How, why are we talking about suits? <laughs> uh, why are we talking about suits? Yeah. Let's trace this thread back. That'll be really fun for all our podcast listeners. <laughs> Sorry, we can move on. Uh, if you have suggestions for what old show I should watch, I guess that was that was how I got here, maybe. Oh, I remembered the thread. No, Psych. I thought I said you could make Psych the new suits. Everyone would oh. watch it and then they could all talk about it with you. If the show radar stays the way it is, there are six, seven things on here for September, five for October. Like, And we don't know, some of those might get moved if the strike keeps going on, but then... On the other hand, if it ends soon, we might get more shows added. So we'll see. I mean, that being said, yeah, we really don't have that much else to talk about. Unless, did you have more exciting stuff TV-wise? I can talk a little bit about Lost Flowers of Alice Hart. I will have it written up in the newsletter tomorrow, so I won't say all the same things. But just to say, Sigourney Weaver is a national treasure. <laughs> I learned today that she's... how it, before I say this, assuming you didn't look at my Instagram No, story, yeah, you're going to ruin this for yourself because I did see your story. You did see it? Yeah. Damn it. I didn't think you went on Instagram that much. Do you want okay, me to guess okay. what her age is? How, how old would you have thought Sigourney Weaver was if you hadn't seen my Instagram story about it? About 70. <laughs> really? My God. I was She's so just been old. around for so long. Do you know how old she was in Alien? Do you know how long ago that was? I just as it came out like roughly when we were born, like similar time period, right? I kind of thought it was the eighties, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe oh it was the 90s. no, maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't no know. Idea. Either way, the answer is I don't know. I didn't see that movie, <laughs> and I the first time I saw Sigourney Weaver was in Holes, which is gonna disturb some listeners, I think, because hey, I can just good I can just hear my dad being like, "The first time you know Sigourney Weaver was Holes," all offended. That sounded just like him. Yeah, I don't know why I adopted that voice. I'm so sorry in advance for before he listens to this. I just thought she was like 60. Like I think mm, the max okay. age that I would have set her at was 60. 
I was kind of thinking like 50 something. And then I was like, no, no, I got to upper age like a little bit because I know it's been a few years since Holes came out. But I was off on pretty much all accounts. Holes came out 20 years ago, which is terrifying. And she was, yeah, it came out in like 2003, I think. Wow. And if I assume she was like 50 in that, if I assumed, but I don't know that I thought she was that old in that. I think I would have said she was like 40. Anyway, that's why I didn't realize she was 73. But uh, to go back another step to my actual point, she is so good in The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart, which is a miniseries adapted from a novel by Holly Ringwald, I want to say is the author's name, although that's sounding like Molly Ringwald, but it with is, Holly, yeah. and I'm feeling like I got that wrong. I can't check, though, without delaying what I was about to say. So this book, and it's it's a miniseries. It's very straightforward. It's not really like a mystery or a thriller or it's not a dark comedy. It's just a drama, which I, like, I feel like is rare, but maybe that's just because I don't watch a lot of straightforward dramas. I tend to go for the mystery, thriller, dark comedy stuff, mm-hmm. but it's just a straightforward, sad show. And I don't love that. That's not my cup of tea necessarily. So I don't want to say anything bad about it, but it did, it made me cry. It made me uncomfortable. I liked the performances, but I wouldn't really recommend it otherwise. So I guess I did say something bad about it, but that's my, that's my short review. And my long review will be in the newsletter tomorrow. Got it. I will give a quick um, yeah, I'm going to talk about Frayed, which is that Australian comedy drama that I mentioned earlier. I'm going to write about that in tomorrow's newsletter in more depth, but I would recommend it. That's my that's my quick and hot take. Uh, I really like the, the way that Australian comedies that I've seen, at least I don't want to put a blanket statement, are funny, the right amount of ridiculous, but also the right amount of real and this does all of those things again uh, very well. And uh, the premise is fun. I think I described it to you as sort of like some of the humor of Bad Sisters and also of um, of Fleabag, I would say. Like Bad Sisters meets Fleabag, but with the premise of Schitt's Creek. That sounds like and... the best television show ever made <laughs> from just those three shows mesh- meshed together. The Schitt's Creek reference is more is like mainly people who are used to a certain amount of wealth are taken out of it. It's like it's essentially yeah, the whole thing. And it's like family, like dealing with family dynamics. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. You know, read our newsletter to hear our actual thoughts on these two shows that we just mentioned. It'll be up on Substack. Look at us being so advertorial. Is that the word? Is that a word? What did you say? Like, like advertising, advertorial. Like, can you be advertorial? If if you can't, that should. It sounds be like word. you're saying adversarial, but like, I know, <laughs> but it's not that. It's no, no, a, no. it's a good word that I think should be a word. Advertorial. advertorial. Like, like you're being promotional. Yeah, but it's better. <laughs> it's better. It's a better word than that. You're right. I will not take that away from you. <laughs> Thank you. And on that note, I guess that's all I had. Oh, other than I did watch the first three episodes of The Ultimatum, and I look forward to talking with you about it next week. And I hope some people that are listening watch it because I don't know how popular it is. I think it's pretty popular. Like it's in the top five on Netflix. But if none of you guys watch it, then you won't listen to our podcast episode about it. And I promise it'll be funny because I wrote down notes 
and it'll be a good time. <laughs> and everyone should watch the show so that you can listen to our podcast. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I've got some funny zingers. Ready. Some good, some good takedowns. All right. I'm excited. I haven't seen it yet. I, that is my homework for this weekend a little bit. There's so much to do and simultaneously so little to watch somehow. You can multitask while you watch The Ultimatum for sure. Just as long as you take notes, the notes are necessary, okay. but like you, like time passes and you don't need to be like glued to every moment. Got it. Noted. Can't wait. Join us then. Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. The Double Take Podcast is produced by Jess Ball and me, Jennifer Cullen. 